You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Listen, people, you better take a 
listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. 
report its libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we pour this libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We pour this libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We pour this libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotep family, hope everything is well with you today. Hope you had a good day yesterday and an even better day today. And I hope you get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping that the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. I know the weather here got better, it was raining really hard this morning and uh, now it's just dry and overcast 
And temperature's not bad. Oh, well. It is what it is. You just got to deal with the weather. You know, you just got to deal with what it is. You know, <laughs> if it's going to be snowy, cold, sunny, pleasant, whatever it is, you know, make the most of your day. <laughs> yep, make the most of your day. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, brothers and sisters, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that, and the drop-down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Of course, uh, an easier way to get them is whatever search engine you use, Firefox. So you can use Bibiatumi. You can use Time for Awakening. Click on it and uh, African Perspectives. And there will be programs. You can put in Baba, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I, O-S-H-I dot net, Baba Oshi dot net. And there, we're, there you go. You're on your way. <laughs> yep. Other programming we have here at Time for an Awakening Media. And it's good to know that we're going to be bouncing back with programs in the very near future. And I hope to talk with my good brother, Alfonso Watkins, about uh, Black Reality Think Tank, the program formerly hosted by our dear brother, Dr. William Rogers, who is an ancestor. And um, so um, that's on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on um, Fridays at 8 p.m. It's time for an, it's time for awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard, and then on Saturdays at 7 p.m. the Sankofa Elders Council with Sister Dr. Janine James. Then Sunday at 7 p.m. once again it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard on Sundays. And of course the number to call is two one five four nine zero. Nine eight three two two and five four nine zero nine eight three two. We buy black. We buy black, the largest online marketplace for American African owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American African owned businesses, webuyblack.com. And of course if you go to the website, you see a lot of products that are produced by us, soaps and toothbrushes and all kind of stuff. And, of course, um, the solicitation to have a supermarket here in the Atlanta area. Uh, they still haven't, very far from reaching their goal. That's what's sad and pathetic because um, they should have that should have happened a while ago. It should be up already. It should be planning for another supermarket in, in this area or in another city or uh, multiple cities. No, don't get me started. We buy black. Get everything you need from American African home businesses. We buy black.com. Brother Bamani Tahimba, Africa for the Africans.org. Brother, he's gearing up for a trip in March, March 29th to April 9th to Senegal and Gambia. Gambia Belongo, the home of Kunta Kinte. Yep. That's March 29th to April 9th. Then May 24th to June 5th to Ghana. July 20th to July 30th, Rwanda. November 16th to November 27th, Tanzania. January 4th 
excuse me, December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azenia. March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. These are some of the um, tours that are planned because it's at the beginning of the year. He, Of course, brother, knowing Brother Mamani, he can come up with something different, something even better. He's very good at what he does. Africa for the Africans.org if you want to see pictures of previous tours. If you want to see pictures, then you go <clears throat> to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos, go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans.org. Have a shot. Habashah Incorporated.org. Habashah help, helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. And of course, the projects they have here in the Atlanta area, Habashah Works. These are agricultural, sustainable agricultural product uh, programs, black to our roots, sustainable seeds, golden growers, and the urban green jobs. But they're doing it big time on the continent in Ghana with Takashi Project. Brothers and sisters, go to Habashah Incorporated.org. Read about it. See for yourself. That's all there. The information is there. The pictures of, of uh, the beautiful buildings, the beautiful people, children, all that has happened. Habashahincorporated.org. Oh, what happened? <laughs> Apparently, I must have missed out on the ledge group land for the environmental development for group economics. And didn't get it in, but of course, you know. I'm a big supporter of the Ledge Group land for the environmental development for group economics. And so go to their website, see what's happening. They have 12 projects in six different countries, over 160 employed, and over 200 members. Ledge, land for the environmental development for group economics. A BB to me. A BB to me. A B I B I T U M I. A BB to me.com. The Community University, Community University, and the great programs they have on Bibi Atumi. You know, they have educational programs, particularly as a deal in language. Many of our people have talked about we need to develop or have a language that we can speak, that we'll have some cultural privacy. Well, his brother has an introduction to Mental Nature. And of course, <laughs> not, no, you, you read Mental Nature. So, introduction to Meadow Nature. And then um, conversations, the Akan languages, the Ashanti and Tree languages, Yoruba, introduction to Yoruba language. So, um, it's right there, Bibiatumi. A B I B I T U M I, Bibiatumi.com. Smy Pharmacy. S M A I F A R M A C Y. Smy Pharmacy. Brothers and sisters, I know the New Year's beginning. The new year has begun, excuse me. The new, year, the new year has begun. And I know you want to look your best, feel your best. More importantly, feel your best. Check out habibiatumi.com. Check out smyfarmacy.com. Smyfarmacy, S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y.com. Or give Brother Jabril a call at 770-765-7751. That's 770 770- Seven six five seven seven five one. Smy Pharmacy. The uh, water rescue for Jackson, Mississippi. The Moses West Foundation dot org. 
brothers and sisters, go to the Moses West Foundation.org. Read for yourself. See what's going on. More importantly, support it. Support this tremendous effort. Uh, we must understand that water is a necessity. Water should not be commodified. Water should be available for humanity. And that's what Brother Moses West has done. Check him out, MosesWestFoundation.org. <clears throat> Bodada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located on the West End at Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard. Uh, brothers and sisters, Wadada's Healthy Fruit Jinks and Smoothies and Health. They got vegan food on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday that you can buy. Wadada's is across the street from Soul Vegetarian, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna in that area. That's the heart of the West End. Area. Give them a call at 404-444-1635. 404-444-1635. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. I know Mama Nia just contacted me. I got to get her back with her and talk about the program for next month. The 23rd. I said the 21st. I apologize. It's the 20, It's a Thursday, the 23rd of February. So we're definitely going to be doing that. So I got to get with her. But if you, you need to get with her too. Because if there's a book that you want, give her a call. She may have it. If she doesn't, she'll get it for you. So call her at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. Okay. Mama Nia with the Green Bride Mall. All right. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar located in the area of Lithonia. And you have my good brother, Kasim Jamu. Give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. The Black Dot. There is light in the Black Dot. That's off of I-20 going east from Atlanta. The next exit east from the Black Dot is exit 75, Turner Hill Road. You take that exit, make a right, and go down three lights and make a right. Very short distance. Make a right. But on the left is the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market on the left. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. They'll have their Thursday night broadcast tomorrow night at 9 o'clock from 9 to 10. Us lifting us. They're on Blog Talk Radio. Blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. Every Thursday night. Brothers, if you want to listen call in and listen because you can listen by going online but if you want to call in and listen or you have a question, comment, or concern dial 929 that's 929-477-2789 us lifting us every Thursday night Thursday night broadcast from 9 to 10 Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia Brother Beach has got it going on, he's got everything he's got furniture, clothing he even has a victim he even has a vegan restaurant on the premises. You know, incense, oils, jewelry, Pan-African fashions. Man, I tell you, it's, it's great. Uh, give Brother Bija. He's open uh, Tuesdays through Sunday, Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Meekin. Georgia. That's right, Macon, Georgia. 
Sun God Essential, one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. That's right, my good sister Shelly Amonset. And uh, brothers and sisters, give her a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay dash Haiti. Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Brothers and sisters, go to the website and see what great work they are doing that needs to be supported. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. The, I gotta, oh man, I need to find that. Uh, but the Baruti's are coming, because it's coming up soon. It's next, it's next, it's next. Do the little, <laughs> it's next week. So, yeah, it's next uh, Saturday, the 4th. So I got to give some publicity to it and talk about it. I know um, there's a plan to have Baba on next uh, month, after next, rather, March, and really looking forward to it. So, but yeah, so that's next week, Saturday. And he's doing one on Warriorhood, and I can't remember what uh, Mama Baruti's doing hers on, but we'll we'll have that information for you. Occupant House is where you buy the books. Occupant Institute is where you support the school. You can use PayPal if you do, Ya Baruti at Yahoo. You can use Cash App, and if you do, Cash App the dollar sign Ya Y A A the letter M B A R U T I Baruti. Because if we don't support it. <laughs> Who will? That's the point. That's the point. Some of these things are self-supporting, man. They're not self-supporting. We got to support them. You know? We do. Not the state, the city, the federal, Europeans. No, we do. Yeah. Okay. The in yah sim the Inya system of daily revolutionary thought. January 24th, each generation must assume the responsibility of, of securing their manhood, their womanhood, the definition of their being on earth that in the final analysis is nationhood. The Honorable Nana, Dr. John Henry Clark. And you know, if you listen to me, you know how much I love me some Dr. John Henry Clark. Yes, sir. Freedom, a self-determining dynamic power, is a permanent responsibility. It requires constant care and attention. It must be guarded for the entirety of its existence. This fact is what makes our quest to ensure our liberation endless. It will not and it will never stop, except we stop. And if we stop, we are dead. We are lost. And if we stop, our liberation will be lost, possibly forever. There is nothing in the universe which says a people who became willfully enslaved cannot remain so until they are genocidally, genocidally removed from existence. And one generation cannot guarantee its progeny. It's, a, it's liberation. 
it can provide the wisdom and means to gain or sustain liberation, but it cannot force a generation to want to be free through its own volition. An adult cannot be made to stand by his or, home, his or her own parents. That's right. Affirm. I assume responsibility for our freedom. Affirm. I resume responsibility for our freedom. We all must. This is a collective effort. If we are to be independent, self-determining, liberated, sovereign. It is our, each and every one of us family. And for those lost souls, let's just keep them moving family. It may not, may not be anything we can do about that. Okay. January 25th. When a man decides to do something, he must know first why he is doing it. And then he must proceed with his actions without having doubts or remorse about them. Don Juan Matus, one of the Uruguay of the indigenous tribe, indigenous people. Don Juan Matisse. When Asafo decides to be warriors, there can be no question as to what they are doing, why they are doing it, who it will negatively impact relative to the positive effect on African people, or how long it will take to defeat the enemy. Warriors must know why they are doing what they are doing in order to give their best effort. It must come from the heart or their efforts will suffer tremendously. No one knows when this war will end. It will end when it is done. And that's when African people are liberated, self-determining, free, sovereign. No one knows when it will end. It will end when it is done. When African people are liberated from the shackles of others oppressive thoughts and actions so it is not the warrior's place to decide when to stop fighting it is the warrior's job to battle until it is done whenever that is there is no room for questions about the possibilities of success considerations or regret about what life might have been like if a lesser path had been maintained or taken or concern over lives taken on the battlefield Such questions automatically become irrelevant the moment a warrior decides to crash and crush evil and place the destiny of his or her own people, her spirit, in the hands of divinity. Affirm, I proceed without doubt or remorse. Affirm, I proceed without doubt or remorse. Brothers and sisters, the Inya Sassim of daily revolutionary thought. Ah, yeah, man, tell you. Can't wait till Friday when me and my good brother, Brother Irv, will will have a sit-down chat, and he'll talk to me about about who I is, you know? And I will tell you from the bottom of my heart, and as plain as I can make it, about who I is, where I come from, and what I've done, and while I'm doing what I'm doing. So you know why. Yep. Of who I is. 
Yeah. Um, appreciate, you know, what we what we did on Monday. You know. So I always got to look back. You got to look back to go forward, you know. In fact, um, I'm going to talk today about Kevin Hart and uh, what Kevin Hart said about Kemet that has the Egyptians all in the, in the uproar. You know. Because it's interesting. It's interesting. You know. We can say things as African people. Excuse me. We can say things as African people. And it's true. It's true historically. It's true factually. It's true physically. But yet, lies prevail. They persist. Because they don't give a damn. I don't care what you say. I, I don't know if you remember, I did a program called It's Because I Said So. I said so. I don't give a damn what you got to say. I say it's this. I don't give a damn how much proof you have. It's because I said so. I think it must come a time, family. God, it must come a time when we don't eat. We don't ask anybody. We don't ask them for permission. We don't ask them to verify. We don't ask them to, to you know, to uh, uh, give respect or verification of this fact or the other because they're liars. They don't give a damn. It's mind over matter. They don't mind what they do to us because to them, we don't matter. It has been evident very clear to me for so many years. Very clear to me. So, you know, I don't even, you know, just like many above our scholars, they came to a point, I don't even want to talk about it with them. You know, the discussion is over. I mean, to me, what Dr. Shinkan Job did in 1974, him and Dr. Felophilia Obinga, who's a linguistic, when they went to that symposium in Cairo, they were the only two Africans there to talk about the people of Africa and hear all these Caucasians and Arabs and, and with whoever damn else at the table. And they brought evidence. They brought information and factual information. They brought physical, tangible evidence. The smoking gun was Dr. Sheikh Anzir Jop's development of the melanin dosage test to, to, to determine the amount of melanin in skin. That was the smoking gun. That was it right there. And right, even though UNESCO recognized it, but that didn't mean anything. Just because you said so, it is because it's what's for the European to the Caucasian to the Arabs who think they are Caucasian it's what we say so. 
Because in 1974, when they said it, when it was done, you would think that after that particular period of time, those facts would start to be pronounced. Those facts would be visual. Those facts would be read. (laughs) No. The same lies persist. You can watch A&E, National Geographic, Learning Channel, PBS, whatever the hell you want to watch. Still, today, at this very moment, because of the Kevin Hart so-called controversy because he said Egyptian people, all he said was Egyptian people are black. Now everybody want to cancel him. He's supposed to do a concert. In, in, in Kemet. More than likely won't do it because of the fervor that he is <clears throat> caused, but I'd do it. But if it, if it comes, if it, if it becomes economically unfeasible to do it, then forget it. And then continue on with what you stated and begin to, in fact, not only that, to continue on what you stated, bring the proof of what you stated. Because there's plenty. There is a plethora of it. A plethora. A whole lot. Yeah. A whole bunch. And yet, you know, Dr. Wass, I hate Dr. Wass. Dr. Wass can kiss my, you know, and I don't know what my first impression of a doctor was. I, you know, I, I don't think I really was, you know, just listening to him when he talked about you know, some of the under history channels and so forth, when he talked about ancient Kemet, when he talked about this, that, and the other, you know, and then coming to know and find out how he felt about Africa and Africans is not Egypt, even though where it is geographically, you know, is not Africa, you know, even though it's in Africa. <laughs> It is not African. Of course, you could get that impression because uh, when you look at uh, Kemet, you look at all the countries in Northern Africa, north of the Sahara Desert, you know, uh, they're Arab. You know, they began in the 7th century when Arab, Arab expansion. You know, that's how they got up into Spain. The Moors, part of that expansion, all throughout from the middle, so-called, so-called Middle East, going west, Egypt, Libya, Algeria, Mauritania, Morocco, you know, uh, Spain, Portugal, you know, thank God for seven, for seven <laughs> eleven. Oh hell, seven eleven. 7-Eleven is when the the Moors occupied Spain and Portugal while Europe was still in a medieval or dark age. And so, you know, we've done so many things and yet we're constantly being denied and being made fools of. And I'm trying to say to us, (laughs) stop it. Stop trying to appeal to a people who have no morality.
Stop trying to appeal to a people who don't give a damn about what you say. As I said to you, you know, as I said to you, it's, it's because we say so. Does this happen? Does this exist? Does we say so because you could still have movies like the Mummy movie, that, that whole franchise, where they made Imhotep an evil character. You know, when it first came out, I screamed over it because number one, I don't want African children, when they hear Imhotep, think of some evil dude trying to, you know, snatch the, the, the pharaoh or the king's lady. I want them to think about the multi-genius, the Imhotep. I want them to think about the step pyramid for the for the pharaoh Zoser. I want them to think about all the things that this man has done. The world's first multi-genius, a bald-headed black man, Imhotep, not some evil character, some evil entity or spirit, no. You know? That's what I wanted him to do. We have a caller. Good morning, caller. Good morning, caller. Good morning, caller. Maybe just want to call and listen. We appreciate that caller from Morristown, New Jersey. All right. If you want to get in to ask a question, caller, just hit star twice. Just hit star twice, or you can even call back at 215-490-9832. So I'm doing this, and I've done this before, but I'm doing this because of the controversy that is just happening uh, with Kevin Hart and um, all of the Egyptians. I remember when I went to Kemet, a friend of mine, she was a little upset with me because I was, you know, I guess if you know me, I ain't going to just sit my ass back here and let you whitewash. You know, I'm not trying to be confrontational, but, you know, yeah, you live there now, but that it's not yours. It is not yours. And that you did not do it. Yes, you can make claim to it. You you can sell all your wares in, 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 in malls across the world. On the ship, T-shirts and so forth with cartouches and pyramids. and But that's not you. You didn't do this. You can paint the women and paint the men to look like you, just like the Greeks did when the Ptolemies took over. You can do that, but it ain't you. You didn't make those temples and tombs. You didn't create the Medunetra. You didn't do none of that. And nor did aliens, damn it. Yeah, aliens did it. I mean, you know, because it's it's really hard to conceive. And and see, that's the other thing we have to understand. The, um, The field of study of Egyptology, I'm I'm, I'm being correct here, okay, family? Because Egyptology... Is trying to find the lies and maintain the lies. Kemetology is looking for the truth that has been <clears throat> supplanted or, you know, hidden for hundreds of years, if not thousands of years. So there's two things: Egyptology and there's Kemetology. 
and we're trying to deal with chemitology always. That's why to me you should, when you're dealing with chemitology, use the correct terminology as best as possible. When you look at a tech and instead of calling it an obelisk, you know, try to not to use Greek words as possible. It's a Tekken. When you look at Hori Market, you know, you don't call it the Sphinx. It's Hori Market. Heru of the Horizon. And we know the story very quickly. So just so to make sure that you know the story, family. The Sphinx is Greek for the tragedy tale. The same tale that um, Ulysses, who goes to fight the Trojan Wars, and he wants to get into Thebes. Well, there's the Sphinx who sits at the gate, who asks the question, what is on four legs in the morning, two legs in the afternoon, and three legs at night? Well, of course, it's man has a little baby on fours, has a grown man on two, and then has an elder with a cane, three legs. And of course, Ulysses answered the question because usually what would happen if you got it wrong, you were strangled and you were thrown over the bridge. That's why they call the Sphinx the strangler, the strangler. And throw you over the bridge. Well, Sphinx had to kill itself. But then he went into. Uh, <clears throat> they, they said it's thieves, but it's not thieves. That's once again Greek. It's Waset. It's Waset. He went into Waset, triumphant. And of course, he went on that because he uh, had his son, Telemachus, to be watched by mentor to be watched by mentor and mentor sexually abused his son that's why we shouldn't use the word mentor when we're talking about working with our young men and women they need jegnas j-e-g-n-a j-e-g-n-a is a Ethiopian word look it up jegna don't use mentor So we want to be able to, and I got that from um, Baba, Bel, Baba Nana Belfour, Asa Hilliard. You know, he said there's 10 things in many ways to look at ancient Kemet, making sure we use the right word, the right terminology and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. Use Kemetic words as best as possible. It's not Egypt, it's Kemet. And so the so-called Egyptians that are there, they're Egyptians. They can use that. There's some people to the south of them, Nubians, Kushites, Nubians, Africans. In fact, the people of Egypt, no, excuse me, my bad, uh, excuse me, family. The people of Kemet, they came from the south. They came from Nubia. They came from the south. And they migrated. Well, what's the attraction? What pulls you? 
course, it's the river, the water. Human life needs water. So you follow the river. And of course, the river empties out into the Mediterranean. And it is at the delta area of the river where the magnitude of Kemet was displayed. The magnitude of it. But all along the river, there's many great places of, you know, Memphis, Menefer, and so forth. Great, tremendous buildings, monuments, temples, and tombs. No, they didn't do it. Those people did not do it. We did. And, of course, if you, once again, go online, go to YouTube, Great Pyramid K 2019, and you'll see how we did it. Because it would have to boggle your damn mind to to think that there's 2,300,000 blocks of stone in the pyramid of Khufu, the Great Pyramid, the first one that was commissioned on the Giza Plateau, where there are other pyramids who have been older than uh, his pyramid from the Fifth Dynasty. Older. Pyramids, over, there are more pyramids in the Sudan than there are in Kemet. How did they build such a, a monstrosity perfectly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have a chance to, to go to Kemet to see for yourself, you know, especially if, it, you know, I don't know about that laser light show, but anyway. <laughs> so from where we were staying, we, we were going back at, uh, at dusk. And so on the, as you look, towards the pyramids and you see them at dusk the silhouette of them they're perfect they're perfect (laughs) and there's so many other things about them that is mathematically how, how, how do they do it how did it happen you know yeah just beautiful And so it is ours. And so just like the funk, just like the funk did, problem and funk and we claim to be, we're coming to reclaim the pyramids. And we must. We must reclaim what is ours. Because that is the greatest and grandest civilization that we had, that we have created at that time. But we're going to create one that's even deeper. When we kick everybody's ass out of the off the continent and come into unity for ourselves, come into self-determination, liberation and sovereignty, sovereignty for ourselves and to control the resources that we have for ourselves. And we'll be so strong that even areas where we are predominant. We'll get the assistance to work with those brothers and sisters, say, for instance, on the island of Haiti, in the Caribbean, of Jamaica, and so forth, where where we're very predominant. It'll be a network. We control things for ourselves. And we could put all these other folks 
I ain't saying we trying to put somebody in their damn place. But damn it, we don't want nobody trying to, you know, to bullshit us. And I'm just kind of keep it real. There's mineral wealth that under the feet of African people globally. I just heard about, not just, I did hear about there's something uh, going on in Jamaica. I need to get more resource, more information on it. That's going on in Jamaica. There's other things around the globe where we are. And, and, and if you know like I know from times previous, if there was something, the European would find a way to eliminate your ass so they could take it. One of the things that they have never done for us is dealt in good faith, bargain in good faith. It has never happened. It's always to undermine and supplant us. Brothers and sisters, I'm saying now is the time. It's been the time, but now is the time where we need to unify the model of this program, African Perspectives, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, is Pan-Africanism, or perish, unify, or die. Unify or die. To control what we have. To control it for our prosperity, for our children, for our future. And be a model. Imagine that what we're going to do could be a model for the world. So you won't have dictator governments. You won't have despots and and neo-colonialists and colonialism. You won't have none of that madness. People will have what is theirs on their land. People will be assisted to help develop. We'll have water. We'll have water unlimitless. Whether it's through the Moses West Foundation, or we finally found ways to to bring water to humanity in a clean, safe way. We'll work with the environment because we recognize that a capitalistic system is an evil system where a few maintain the wealth at the expense of the many. No. Because that has never been an African way family. That has never been the African way. And if you have studied Africa and you have studied African, you would know that is not the African way. So we're going to take a break. When we come back from that break, family, we will open up the lines. I got a few things to read, though, on what we're talking about here. I do want to get that in. (coughs) Excuse me. I do want to get that in and uh, find out what you think about this or whatever else is on your mind, you know. Yeah. on your mind brothers and sisters you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and Black Talk 
www.africanperspectivesradionetwork.com. We'll be right back, family. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Not a Wu Oh man, the big payback. That's what's going to be happening, family. This is going to be the big. And not like we want revenge, okay? It ain't about no damn revenge. We want to be who we are. We want to live amongst each other who we are. Having our resources available to us to send or to barter with anybody else or to sell to anybody else for fair market value and to build our society in a way that is that is uh, 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 con- con- that is in harmony with nature, that is in harmony with one another all throughout the, all throughout the planet in, re- in reality. We're bringing sanity to this evil world. You're listening to African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world, brothers and sisters. You can listen to this program. Other program we have, of course, is this program, and hopefully real soon, Black Reality Think Tank, with your host, Alfonso Watkins, honoring Dr. <clears throat> William Rogers. Fridays, we have uh, at 8 p.m., Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot. Saturdays at 7, from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elder Council. And on Sunday, once again at 7, the Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Bridget. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Cause everybody you know, I, I mentioned this before. I don't know I'm going to say it again because maybe, you know, we can help understand this this messed up situation that we are in. I can't remember Stowaway. That's what that's, that's the name of the movie Stowaway with Omar Epps. He was playing the Ghanaian brother. Ironically, I was in Ghana. I met the brother he was playing in Ghana. Yes. He plays the brother who stows away on a Russian uh, uh, freighter. You know? And, and, and him and another number of Ghanaians. And the ship is on its way to France. You know? And so they got to be cool. They got to lay low. You know, they want nobody to see them. And so finally, unfortunately... One of them was spotted, and, and and it became a game for the Russians to hunt them, to hunt them down and kill them like animals. And so, very succinctly, when it came to him, when it came to him, he put a picture of him and his wife in some coffee, in a big thing of, of coffee beans, that were being taken from from Africa to France on this Russian freighter, you know, tanker. And so they were hunting him down and killing him. And so he hid. They almost had him. But when when they docked in um, France, he was able to get off. And he went to French authorities. 
Now understand something. You and I both know if it comes to a point of his word or your word, who are they going to believe? Because one thing that was said, you know, I don't know about you. There's movies I've watched. And there's a phrase or word or there's a, there's a scene that to me that becomes very impactful to me that I never forget it. Never forget it. In this movie, when the French came on board with him and they found he was telling the truth based on where he put the picture of him and his wife and his, and his, and his child or children and told them what was being done. You know, the Russian dude said to the French officer, we were doing you a favor. Nobody wants niggers. Nobody wants niggers. What the European has done, has sullied, has made it a disgrace to be melanated, to be dark-skinned, to be shunned, disrespected. European has done that globally, family. Globally. People bleaching their skin. <laughs> Sammy damn Sosa. Sammy damn Sosa's ass. Bleaching his skin to look like the white man. Processing your hair. The influence. I ain't saying what we must do but we must come back to who we are. We Africans. We're African. We ain't black. If your ass was black, yeah, you could go ahead and colored eyes and bleach your skin because you're still black. <laughs> Man, I tell you. Let me read a little bit here. First, I want to read, I don't know how I should approach this, read from the the final call or read from a a website coming out of the so-called Middle East, Middle East Monitor, you know. Let's read out of the final call. Controversy ignites as comedian Kevin Hart says, blacks were kings in Egypt. In the Final Call newspaper, there is the African Watch by Jerron Muhammad, and he quotes the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. History is above all our studies, the most qualified and attractive to reward our research. As it develops the springs and motives of human actions and displays the consequences of circumstances, which operates most powerfully on the destinies of the human being, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. According to the Mideast Eye, some Egyptians have taken the term whitewashing, the deliberate attempt to conceal unpleasant or incriminating facts, and have taken it to Twitter to misconstrue and misappropriate the original term and accuse comedian Kevin Hart of blackwashing Egyptian history. The Atlanta Black Star 
which I was going to read to you. I might still read that to you. That's when I first got the article. Reported that Hart stated that ancient Egyptians were black. Middle East Eye reported that many in Egypt are calling for Kevin Hart's February 1st show in Cairo to be canceled. The publication also noted that many on social media post claim like Coptic Christians also noted that many on social media posted claims that Coptic Christians who number between 10 and 15% of Egypt's population are the most direct descendants of ancient Egyptians. That's not true. Dr. Shekhan Jop and Jop is spelled D-I-O-P sometimes pronounced as D-O-P Shekhan D-O-P or Shekhan Jop is a noted scholar, historian of ancient Kemet excuse me, of ancient Africa of ancient Kemet too, okay. Physicist, philosopher, Egyptologist, and Kemetologist, and past director of the Radio Carbon Dating Laboratory at the Institute for Fundamental Diafrique, uh, <clears throat> at the University of Dakar in Senegal. Jop opened his 1974 must-read The African Origins of Civilization, Myth or Reality, by giving, and giving homage to Greek historian and Geographer Herodotus. Herodotus has been called the father. You know, the Greeks are fathers of everything. You know, the fathers of this, the fathers of that. You know, just like you know, hypocrisy is the father of medicine and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the father of history and a leading source of original historical information for much of the Western Asian and ancient Kemet. In his book, Jop begins in chapter one explaining that on several occasions Herodotus insisted on the Africanness or the African character the Negroid character of ancient Kemetic people and uses this for indirect demonstrations according to Herodotus the Kemetic people the Egyptians said that they believed the Calatians dark skinned Egyptians to be descendant from the army of Serothes, my own conjectures were founded first on the fact that they were black-skinned and have woolly hair, wrote Jop. Jop also writes, Deatorius of Sicily claims that Egyptian civilization came from Nubia, the center of which was Miro. In fact, by the following data, by, by following the data provided by Deatorius and Herodotus on the site of that Sudanese capital, Calidio around 1820 discovered the ruins of Miro. 80 pyramids, several temples constructed to Amun-Ra and so on. In addition, quoting Egyptian priests, Herodotus stated that of 300 Egyptian pharaohs from Menes or <clears throat> Khufu to the 17th dynasty, 18th rather than merely the three who corresponded to the Ethiopian dynasties were of Sudanese origin. That's why they're cutting it off there, but it's bull. This author has been, this author has seen with my own eyes in Sudan, where I once lived, what Jop writes about has the pyramids similar to those in Kemet and about the pieces of ancient ruins. I witnessed the Sudanese National Museum 
These ancient ruins are described in Jup's book as displaying mirroric writings closely resembling that of the Medu Necher in Kemet. In his 1939 book, Black Folks Then and Now, renowned scholar, historian, and social scientist, this is interesting because <clears throat> this article quotes two to me, to me, two giants, two intellectual giants of last century. W.E.B. Du Bois, William Edward Burkhardt Du Bois, and Sheikh Anshadab and shake onto Dop Diop. <laughs> Boy, son, you know, it's just some days, family. Yeah, I get a, ch- a challenge to say these words. Shake onto Diop. Shake onto Diop. And, okay. And, and, and Du Bois says, if then, Hori Mocket, called the Sphinx, which is an Af- which which is has African features was placed here, looking out in the majestic and mysterious silence over the empty plain where once stood the great city of Menefer or Memphis, in all its pride and glory, has an emblematic representation of the king. Is not the in- inference clear? Has the peculiar type of culture or race to which that king belonged? Du Bois even answers the naysayers. Who deny the presence of Negro blood or African blood to any extent to Kemet is large. He pointed out, one must remember that Kemetology, no, excuse me, let me be correct. One must remember that Egyptology, the study of, Egyptology, the study of, started in 1821. What was happening to African people in the year 1821? Exactly. Grew up during our captivity, the sugar empire, the cotton kingdom. Few scientists during that period dared to associate Africans with humanity, much less civilization. More insight can be gleaned from Du Bois's book on of essays, The World and Africa, where he gives substance to the migration of other people into Kemet. In the meantime, other people, the Mongolians, filtered in from Asia. As the years passed, a fixed number of Kemetic people began to develop. Du Bois writes, in, in black folks then and now, he notes that the black culture or the African culture from the earliest times and gradually through infiltration of the Mediterranean and Semitic elements became what would be described in America as a light mulatto stock. Uh, a light mulatto stock of octoroons and quadroons. And the same would happen in what is North Africa, particularly in Kemet. Once again, they came from the east, from the Mediterranean from Iraq, Iran, and so forth and so on, and they filtered uh, as Islam became very prominent, they began to move eastwardly, all the way to North Africa, Egypt, Libya, Algeria, Morocco, Mauritania, into Spain and Portugal. Hearts 
critics mostly stem from an interview he did where he quoted as saying, we must teach our children the true history of black Africans when we were kings in Egypt and not just the era of slavery that is cemented by the education in America. Do you remember the time when we were kings? Right on, Kevin Hart. The, the comedic star is currently on his reality check comedy tour. On December 9th, he announced that he will be bringing his tour to Cairo, Egypt. The Atlantic Star reported neither Hart nor his team have publicly addressed the matter at the time of this report. So let's go to let's go to this one. <clears throat> this is um, Mideast Monitor. A lot of this is pretty much the same family. In fact, you can give us a call and give us your opinion of what it's saying and, and, and the impact of it and why why should why should it be defended? Why should we defend Kevin Hart? It's just like what's happening right now, family, with Ron DeSantis and what he's saying about critical race theory. I've seen the piece where it said what Ron DeSantis is talking about, it ain't saying nothing like that at all. In the syllabus of, uh, of AP studies, of course, AP studies uh, is advanced, advanced placement. AP advanced placement is for really college. So you can take AP studies, college advancement studies. Uh, <clears throat> you can take that in high school and get college credits. And in that syllabus, based upon what I heard, I ain't seen it, but I heard on the radio, heard a few other places, that what Ron DeSantis is talking about Ain't none of that in there. Ain't no homosexuality up in there in prison. No. So I'm, you know, is this just a, a smokescreen for him to deny African studies to be offered in the state of Florida? <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. To me, it should be challenged. We have a caller, uh, 602, 602, good afternoon. Brother Oshie, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Marcus. Is this hey Marcus, is this is this you for real? Yeah man, it's me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because brother Irv bro, brother Irv Ir, Irvin Lewis was imitating you the other day. <laughs> Very well, oh, I might man. add. You know you know, um you know, there was Arabs. There was Three hundred and fifty yes. million Arabs. Yes, you know they just trying to usurp, you know our our history. You mm -hmm. know that's all it is usurping black folks and the European. He did the same thing. Yes. Oh, it's that's my that's way we were. Here, you know, you know it's just mm -hmm. lies. Just, yeah. They just keep lying. Yes. And you know what I heard? They said they're gonna do. They say they're gonna um, put a nose on the sphinx or whatever they go. <laughs> they are. They're gonna put so the we, nose on it. And it, it, yeah, it, it won't put, be that. It won't be go, that big, flat African nose, will it? No, it will be a hook nose. <laughs> 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 
They've been trained. You know, They've been trained by yes. Europeans. They they wanted to be like the Europeans when 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 Europe began to beat them down. You know, they wanted to be like the Europeans. That's the same thing with the Indians. Same thing with the yeah, Indians. But, you know. Well, you remember the 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 Arab had the the, the white people in slavery at one time. Yeah. You know? It yeah. was in the 13th century when they had that rebellion, that Mamluk rebellion, and those white people, those 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 um, mission, uh, uh, mercenaries, Paris. rebelled, mm-hmm. and yep. they said they killed so much of them uh, that blood was running in the street at Egypt, and they said, "All right, you know what? We're not going to do this anymore." We're not. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, that's why I could never ever embrace Islam knowing the history that I know. I understand. Chancellor Williams came out and he said it. He said, how can you embrace a religion that they were the first people to enslave black people? That's who the European learned it from. Yeah. He learned it from him. Yeah. You know what I'm See, saying? And so, I, think, I, I think what happened because of uh, Prophet Muhammad Elevating Bilal, who was African, and then so many Africans take that as a sign of Islam's embrace of Africa and Africans, you know. But I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not kind of, I'm with you in that yeah, respect. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you in that respect. Yeah. In fact, the only thing I that I, they, only, only, only theologies that I would respect are those that are indigenous, indigenous African, Ifa, whatever, if, you know. Yes. And if the Iman taught the truth, right, mm-hmm. they, they, they would have more respect for black folks because when the prophet, when, when, when the prophet started out in Mecca with it, those people chased him out of there, according to the, the history that I read. They mm-hmm. chased him out. And where did he go? He went to where Bilal came from, Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And got refuge in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what I read. I don't know if it's true. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I read. And right. then the, the Ethiopian king said, "Hmm, you know what? I don't want these people down here stirring up this foolishness here <laughs> with me." So he said, "All right, here's what I'm going to do for you, Mohammed. I'm going to send you back to Mecca, but I'm going to send you with an army. With an army. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he went back to Mecca and he put." He put it on them with the Ethiopian army, but that is not taught in 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 in, in the in the, the mosque. Mm-hmm. They don't teach that, and then they, probably they would have more respect for black people. But as I said, hey, we're going to the top in spite of what the hell they're doing. They can't stop this year this year a uh, uh, rolling ball. It, 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 you know, we're going straight to the top because, as we see around the world. Every other civilization is falling. They're falling. Yes. And these Europeans here, I, I heard from good source, they get ready, they get ready to jump off in Poland. 
One of my friends just got dispatched over there to Poland. So he's getting ready to jump off and escalate even more. So, black well, folks. Well, well, but brother, brother Mark, do you think it'll escalate to World War Three? It's going to escalate. My friend just got dispatched <laughs> straight to Poland. Okay. You see? Yes. And you know they're giving America, getting ready to give them M1 right. Abraham tanks, tanks and right. Germany giving them leopard tanks yep. is getting ready to they get ready to yep. turn it up even more. And I think so that I think that when that happens, you know, Russia will uh take it to another level. It, it's going to get nuclear. It's, it's going to get it's going to, yeah. yeah. I think because I think the the, the European, the Caucasian, the the Urugu is so demented, it's so evil. He'd rather destroy exactly. it. He'd rather exactly. destroy it. And in fact, he has slowly destroyed the planet to begin with. So he'd rather exactly. just destroy it all and bomb it all before he would share it. Exactly. You know, like I said, one of those segments of humanity. Tiger. Yes, yeah. He's a dying tiger. But yeah. the dying tiger is the most dangerous animal in the jungle because he wants to take as many with him on his journey to death. It's possible. Anyway, good yeah. brother. Yes, sir. On, brother. Thank you. Sure. Thank you, brother Marcus. Appreciate you, brother. Good. Always good to hear you, man. Always good to know that you're out there. Always listening, I know. Appreciate you, brother Marcus. All right, good brother. Peace. All Peace, right. brother. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a dark reality, I know. But, you know, that's the problem. This world can't handle the truth. We must speak the truth. Those those Arabs in, in, in Kemet, they can't handle the truth. When I was there and and, <clears throat> and one of a Dr. Awas's students was handling the tour in the Cairo Museum, in the in the museum, the the, the new museum I believe is has to be open because I when I was there it was probably over ten years ago, so I know it's open. Better be, it should be. But anyway, <clears throat> In fact, some years later, they had the Arab Spring. And in that, the Egyptian men and women uh, had a human chain or a human fence around the museum and other inequities because they knew that you're going to start tearing up some stuff. This ain't a rock where them fools started just tearing up ancient uh, uh Artifacts and all that kind. Of, said, "No, nah, you ain't tearing up nothing around here." In fact, we know this is money. The world, the world goes to Kemet. Fortunately, when I went, mysteriously there was a cloud over Europe. I seen a number of Asians when I was there. But there was a cloud, and so there was restricted travel. So, because getting into those temples and tombs, the Valley of the Kings and Queens, all of those things, you know, sometimes takes a long time, just like amusement parks. Just like amusement parks. For you to go inside there and see those things, but because of the situation uh, that was happening at that time, we were able to get in and, and see and stay longer and see and so forth, you know. Because the world goes there. So those men and women built a human chain 
You ain't going to come up into the museum tearing shit up. It ain't happening. But that is ours. That history is ours. Even though the Ptolemies came later and put their face on a lot of stuff. I think there's a couple of in Philae, Phila, whatever it is. I think there's a um, temple there built by Ptolemies and you see their face and they got the features and so forth. But basically, all of it. In fact, as once again, Dr. Asa Hillier, if you're looking at stuff, older is better. If you look at the stuff older, because in, in the fourth, third to fourth, fifth dynasties, that's that's the golden age. That's where you're going to get, you know, Khufu, Khafre, Mankare. You're going to get those. And you're going to get those pyramids. You're going to get those tombs. The 18th dynasty, Ramesses, Hapshetsut. You're going to get that. I mean, what we're talking about, brothers and sisters here, that of course you should know and you do know, is thousands of years of African history, thousands of years of African splendor. That's what we're talking about. That, of course, of the days present, even though we owe a great debt of gratitude to Dr. Sheikhander Jop for what he did, and other scholars and historians from ancient times of Herodotus to Dr. Du Bois, who said this is who they are. But yet, but yet, they still deny our greatness. And you know what? I don't give a damn. I'm not asking for none of their approval. Because once we come together, it doesn't mean a damn thing because we know. And that's all that matters, that we know. That we understand what power this gives to us, knowing that we've done it before and we can do it again. Not that we're going to be building pyramids. Damn building pyramids. We did a good job. They're still standing, no doubt. But the mind of building something new that will be a benefit to African people and then ultimately to humanity. That is what it, that's what it's about, family. Because ain't nothing from the European ever been about nothing but for the European. You understand that? Ain't nothing from the European ain't never been nothing about nobody else but the European. So that's why I don't give a damn what they say. And all those collaborators, all those, you know, those who want to be like the Europeans, like Dr. Awas. In his group, if I remember, I asked Dr. Wasis, not Dr. the young lady who was giving us the tour about, you know, noses and so forth. And she said, you know, they, 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 uh, a lot of the noses went off because of the uh, weather. Well, every, every statue that I've seen where nose and lip damage was done, it looked like it was, you know, knocked off, chiseled off, or, you know, but she said that it was, erosion but logically erosion if it was erosion side of your face would be off you know see the thing is this family they're not hollow they're solid why because they were poured they were poured 
They were made from molds. They didn't have the they didn't have the tools to sculpt them. You could not sculpt them as hard as that stone was with copper. With copper. Once again, brothers and sisters, please go online to YouTube. Find the time. Give some time to the documentary. Great Pyramid K. K stands for Kemet. Came out in 2019. I saw it in 2020. I've been pushing out. It's 2023. Man, this time is fine. I'll be doing a presentation on it at the Meddu Bookstore, February 23rd, which is apropos because it's, as I always like to say, African and American African History Month. It is African and American African History Month. And so... I'll talk more about it. Six four six six four six. Good afternoon. Yeah, Ochi. Yes, sir. So you telling me that the cracker, the cracker, yep, yes, yep, the cracker, the cracker, didn't cut off the noses of our ancient sphinx and other artifacts? Well. There's a you debate. telling me that it there. was the weather? That's the biggest <laughs> form of bullshit I ever heard <laughs> in my life. And if a fool believe it, you're a bigger dumbass than what you let on. To well, be. let me just say That's, this. That is the biggest lie. Yeah. That is one of the biggest lies in history. I mean, if you just look at the damage that's been done, you know it wasn't no weather that did it. Because if think about this. If the weather did it, don't you think the weather would have washed away the whole artifact? Exactly. That's what I told don't, her. Don't you think that's that what I told over her. Yeah. all of these years, it would have, as one would say, gradually melted the artifact down. I mean, sometimes I think these crackers think we really retarded right. and stupid, exactly. even though a lot of us are. Uh, <laughs> but the point about it is bullshit is bullshit. Yeah. And you just, it's some BS you just don't go for. Well, you know. I what, mean, we, we got to get it together, man. Well, you know, there, there there's going to be tours always in, in, in Kemet. And, and, and there's going to be questions. And so this, she, this young lady was a part of Dr. Owasa's team and, and dealing with the antiquities of, of, of Kemet and things to say to the people who ask these questions, and that was the line. That's what happened. You know, that based upon that, and people, oh, okay. You know, the logic of it is, it, it is totally irrational. There's no logic to it. I mean, f- physically, scientifically, that couldn't happen. That you had weather that was constantly roading something, blowing, and so forth, and just took the nose off, but left the left the cheeks, yeah. left the cheeks and the forehead I mean, and the brow on, there. Man. You know, stop it. I mean, the nature, the nature is who and what the cracker is. Mm-hmm. If he can't steal it, he gonna destroy it. Right. He go. I mean, think of all the things that the 
cracker that took to claim it to be of its own. I mean, if we want to go back in history and reclaim what the cracker took from us, the cracker will really have no history. You know that, right? Right. Right. He has fairy tales. He has fairy tales. And and, and that's why Mm -hmm. you could see what's going on in Chicago, no, excuse me, in Florida, with right. that demon, this, yeah. that that dog, yeah, that that wretched, uh, spaghetti eating bastard. Yeah, he is Italian. The right. is yeah. doing with our history. Yep. But you know, I ain't mad at him. I tell you why I'm not mad at him, because it's our job to teach our right. children no. our history. That's what every other ethnic group sure. do. They get their kids together on the weekend or whenever necessary right. to teach you their history. Right. So whereby, how are you going to ask your oppressor to educate your child any damn way? That's why I, I just shake my head, man. But I like to see the fight back yeah. that some of the, 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 the educators are doing in regards to exposing that devil for what he is. Yeah. But that bastard, he got a lot of nerves doing what he doing, knowing the fact he ain't even an effing American. Yeah. He came to this country. His people well, came from Italy or wherever the right, hell. Well, somebody came from everywhere. Came I mean, from. Was he was he born here? Yeah, but there's a but but, but there's was, a difference. Was, 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 was Ron DeSantos came, born here? Uh, uh, maybe a hundred years ago. Well, then Our there it is. Came way They're eligible. That. They're eligible. We well, we've been here since 1619. You know, even before you that. You ain't eligible. You ain't eligible to have your to have your bullshit history at the forefront. It did tell me that you can't teach your dumbass children my history of the fact that you are evil, sick, wicked, low down. No good dirtbag of a culture. You can't you can't get away <laughs> okay, with that. Jay. And we the fools who will allow them to get yeah. away with it. Yeah, because you instead had... of being up in arm protesting because... and doing something to make it known that we ain't gonna go for this BS at this stage of the game. We just go along to get along. You know why? Because the Negro is more concerned with being part of whiteness than he is. About being African. And being an African. Yep. And see, and, you know, you so you had so you had That's all of these so that so you had all these other Negroes come to the fore challenging critical race theory. And of course critical race theory is something that is taught on a collegiate level and advanced critical placement. Race AP. Is bullshit well, no. That's well, all no, hold it on. Is. It's bullshit. The too. title the, the title hold on, Jay. Hold on, Jay. Hold on, Jay. Because it's on the small spectrum. Hold on, Jay. The title of it is, but the study of Africa and the study of Africans is not. The study of Africa, the study of Africans in their history from being on the continent to being dispersed to looking at the diaspora to looking at America, it is not, and you know that. But the point being, I understand what you're saying because I said the same thing because of the title and how the European looks, critical race theory, CTR, all that bullshit. But the thing is this, you know, uh, well, that's th- what I'm saying. I'm glad you know that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. The yeah. whole, the whole, the whole course in the structure of the course. If you're going to be honest, it's BS. Yeah, 
But yes, the thing- we have. Because how are you going to structure it? Let me just finish this one point. How are you going to just structure it for, first of all, the law and on its highest level? Why ain't you structuring something from the cradle to the grave? Yeah, I understand that. I understand how how it should so be looked at, how it should be taught. Game. You know, but the bottom line, right? Exactly. But the bottom line is, is that this is something that was introduced in ac- in higher academia, and they begin to challenge it and have found a way to really deconstruct it. And now the deal is this: you know, now they're saying these AP uh, advanced placement courses offered, particularly in the state of Florida, Black history will not be offered because in it they talk about some homosexuality they talk about this that and the other and 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 it's not in there at all it is not it's not even in the syllabus man please don't get me started on the monkey bear twisted sister crew yeah because supposedly because supposedly hold on jay because because supposedly don't get me started because supposedly bill hooks and other feminists other lesbians got into the which is not true but the bottom line is i don't give a damn because that is them and it just shows you the, the what these caucasians can do because it's running by it's running by them and then of course we react instead of saying yeah fine we're going to study it we you know the bottom line is is that we continuously look towards this system because we are naive to believe that this system is just as much ours as it is theirs or anybody else's because people have came here and they made it their own and damn it we've been here for 400 years and we're still trying to make it our own but yet these people who come here from different parts of the world not just from Europe but different and they make it their own damn it we should have we should have that right too well damn it you don't have no rights but do you understand the reason why that's, see, see, this is where we make the mistake is. This is where we make the biggest mistake as. Other ethnic groups are trying to make it own for their own purpose, their own culture. Yeah. We try to make it our own to serve white folks, to lo- have white folks love us, mm-hmm. to have white folks accept us. Mm-hmm. Other ethnic groups don't waste their goddamn time trying to get the crack of the level. Right. You right. know, I mean, come on, man. We right. we have one of the most twisted psyches when it come down mm-hmm. to this relationship with this no good, filthy, snakehead, <laughs> dirtbag of a beast. This we just don't get it. And yeah, when you try don't. to talk to people and explain that portion of our sickness. Mm-hmm. They think something the hell wrong with you. Right. So that's why I just got to the point where I just say Ethel. It's just like somebody tried to tell me some nonsense about FBA. Get, get the f- out of here with that FBA nonsense. What's FBA? With me or, or, or uh, federal black american federation some stupid <laughs> uh, some stupid sugar honey iced tea i can't even remember <laughs> but they always want to talk about i'm fba, FBA. and i'm not african 
you lost your effing mind. Get out of here. Get out of here. You know, every now and then I, I got time for it, and I got to go in on Facebook or or some of the dirtbags that talk that talk that foolishness. Well, but FBA Federation, some nonsense. I think I it tell is. You, man, we, oh, I have... say, oh, this is what it is. Foundational Black American. Foundational. Foundational. Oh. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, so damn funny. I'm cracking up thinking so, about it. So are these the people saying that? So these are the people saying, saying that nobody deserves reparations, but we do. So we don't know Africans, no no Caribbeans, nobody, because we do. We hey, deserve. Hey, Yo. Hey, Ocean, I keep telling you. Cut that reparation shit out. You're not getting no reparations unless the white man needs the money back. Cut it out. They playing with you. They toying with you. Until you get a position where you have power to demand that the cracker gives you reparations, all you doing is pontificating and talking privilege. Brivorous. That's all it is, brother. It's just like listening to Omar Johnson and some Negro talking and saying to you, that's how Malcolm, that's how Malcolm, that's how 2000 and 23 Malcolm. Come on, man. Let's, let's stop playing games. It's, a, it's, it's something that we deserve that we should get, but unfortunately, we haven't placed ourselves in the position right. to put the foot to the cracker neck to give it to them. And the only way, like Charles Cartnob, I think, said, or Patrick Cannon, it was that we would give it to them is if we gave it to them, right. knowing that we would get it right back because right the back. country needs the money desperately. And mm -hmm. at that point, it's time tell these Negroes you ain't getting another damn thing. And let yep. me tell you something, and I want you to listen to what I'm about to say to you as clear as I say anything in the world. If the white man gave us reparations and told black people that we will do nothing else for you in this country again. We will take away all of your benefits, your entitlement programs, your ability to be a part of entitlement programs, and here it is, we're going to give you $100,000. These dumb niggas would take the $100,000 and then give it right back to the bastard in 30 days. And if you think I'm lying, let's go for it. All right. All let's right, go Jay. for it. All I right. know what I'm saying is, is, is fact. Now, uh, and I'm saying that based on this. Out of 100, after 30 days, maybe 15 to 22 percent, that's me, and I'm being generous by saying 15 to 20 cents, they have done the right thing with it to allow themselves and their family to continue to be able to coexist in this country. But the other 80% would be shit out of luck. And I'm saying it, and I don't give a damn who have a problem with what I'm saying, because it's an absolutely historical fact based on our behavior. Yep. Yep, that's what I've been saying. That's why, regardless of ADOS or any other group that talks about yeah. reparations in this fashion, because I'm down with reparations, but not giving individuals money so they can go out and, 
and stimulate the economy by buying a car, buying some clothes, throwing a big That's ass elaborate ass party, you know. That's that, all they gonna do. You know, I'm, they gonna I'm, give it. They gonna give it right back. They gonna give it right back to the white man. I'm, they don't I'm go down with, invested because right, they ain't invested before they got the damn money. I'm down with pooling they that money. They ain't doing before they got the money. Yep. I'm down. So I'm like, down with pooling like that money. Pull that money. Pull that money and build an institution. Pull that money, building institutions, educational yo, OC, hospitals, OC, building will institutions. You cut it out? Will you stop? Will you stop <laughs> with this? With this romanticism? We've been here all this time. Let me ask you this question. I want you to answer it too. If the white man said today. I'm not hiring no more, you niggas. And those that I have in my appointment, I'm letting all your black asses go. What would we do? How would we survive? <laughs> would we survive? No. We have no institutions to employ ourselves. We have no real places to house ourselves. We, we, we don't even collectively come together to feed ourselves. Come on, man. No, you Let's know what? I'm going to say this. We're more dependent you. on the white man <laughs> Let me say this to you. today. I understand. Jay, hold on, Jay. Place. Hold on, Jay. You, you made your point. I understand what you're saying. But let I me say this. I know you get upset by it. But no, I, no, I'm sorry Jay. I have to say it. Fine, brother. That, that's good. But to me, regardless, or let me, let me use this word, irregardless of what the hell your ass is saying, I still believe in us. I still believe in the African spirit. I still believe that regardless of whatever moves they make here or anywhere else, because I often said that the, the Africans here who are the most technologically advanced Africans on the planet should be the ones that lead us out of this mess. But we sue, but we are too far up to crackers ass to do that. You know, but there's a, there's a, a number of us that could go with the Caribbean brothers and sisters, other Africans in the diaspora, to go with the brothers and sisters who are on the continent to make this move. We're in bad shape, Jay. There is no doubt about it. It's tenuous at best. But I believe to talk about the sense of possibilities of what we can do and what we must do. I'm, I, yes, I'm not naive, Jay. I ain't no fool. You know me now for what? Six years, five, six years, I've been on this radio. You know, no. Am I saying the same thing now that I was saying then? Of course I am. No, I agree with you totally. I feel the same way you do. I know you do. But I mean, the thing is this, though. We got to be honest with ourselves. Yes. When you start talking about institutions, I'm 100% with you. We need to be building institutions. I've said on your show for numerous years when talking about these retards, fraternity, and sorority, you have all of the skills. You're supposed to have a brotherhood. Why ain't y'all coming together and building institutions? Right. Why ain't y'all setting things up to where you could compete with this cracker and place yourselves in a position right. to survive. I mean, you know, the reality is what I'm saying is kind of hard. But if we're going to be honest and truthful, what I'm saying is basically a fact. 
Because if the white man decided he didn't want nothing to do with your black asses no more, what would you do? Yeah. Well, listen, let me what get would you, you do? Let me get and this I'm other... somebody who got money, yeah. and I would probably be in trouble. Yeah. Well, listen, let me let me catch another caller, you know, because uh, I got to be off at 1 o'clock, bro. <laughs> Why is that? They don't want to give you free time no more? No, man. They take your time. They yeah. like the white man want to take, 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 take. So, so I got to adhere to the time factor. All I'm right, Jay. Joking, okay, man. brother. Peace. <laughs> Hey, Brother Paul. Brother Paul, good afternoon. How are you doing, my friend? Hello, Brother Paul. Good afternoon. Hello, Brother Paul. Good afternoon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, well. Hey. You know how to mute, unmute yourself. Hit hit star twice. I believe it works in the UK like it should work here. Hit star twice so we can have the conversation. I don't have much time. Only have a few more minutes. I do see Mama Nabantu's on on on, on the horn, and I thank her for listening. And of course, uh, next week—that's next week, Friday, the first Friday of each month—we have the uh, program with the Pan African. Federalist Movement, that's next week, Friday, Friday the 3rd. Next week, Friday. So we'll be talking with Mama Nabantu. And uh, and then, um, let me get Mama Nabantu on. Mama Nabantu. Yes, I'm here. Okay, what what I'm going to be needing from you on those first Fridays, too, as well, has uh, the ability to um, have guests within the Pan-African Federalist Movement that you feel you know, aside from Brother Mwalimu and and Brother Sangor and uh, what's the young the uh, young brother, he was really good. And he he was on the program at one time. Uh, he's talking about Sam Collins. Collins, yes, yes. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll, I'll work on put, putting that together yeah. for you um, because we have a sister now out of New York that's taking over the brother who made his transition. Okay, uh, young. And uh, yeah, very much system. want okay. to uh, be involved, and in, mm-hmm. you know she's leading that uh, chapter in New York. Yeah. So it might be an opportunity for her to talk mm-hmm. about you know her involvement and uh, and where she's going, where she's taking her chapter okay. in terms of what they're New York. All right, well let's let's we'll have that conversation with her as well. Thank you, Mama Nabantu. You're welcome. All right, brother brother Paul. Brother Paul, are you finally with me? Four Hello? Months. Yes, Brother Paul. Well, that, you know, sometimes he just has problems. Sometimes he comes in really clear. Uh, 404-697, Sister Hybea, how you doing? Well, you know, sometimes the phones just don't be working on a day like today. In fact, I only got a couple of minutes anyway. Brother Paul, are you there now? Uh, well, once again, uh, this Friday, the interview with the host. How about that? <laughs> the interview with the host, Brother Irv, the Irv Lewis, uh, who, is, who has co-hosted with me and who will be 
co-hosting with me. Uh, we'll be on on Friday. <clears throat> and um, and then scheduling the other uh, people to be on with me. I, one of the persons I want to have a, a program with, and that's Brother Paul, uh, because Brother Paul sends me so much good stuff, man. He really does, you know. And, and, and trying to get some insight about what's happening um, in the UK and in the African diaspora. He sent a bunch of questions for this, for the for the program that I'm going to pick out some of the things that he sent that to, and, and sent to um, Brother Irv so we can have a good good flow, good program. Uh, my sister, how you doing? Sabia? Yeah, hi, Eva. Yeah, yeah greetings, Sabo. Uh, I know the show's about to be over, but I wanted to tell you that it was a wonderful, powerful program that you had today and uh -huh. all that I'm, and I'm, I'm agreeing with you and echoing with you all about all our great Kemet uh, yeah. well, thank you. ancestors thank and it you, was dear. very powerful and I also am just uh, feeling you agreeing with you about believing we believe in uh, the the victory of our cause as uh, say. people uh, I say. say and we have done I mean we, if, if the white man stopped doing whatever he's doing we still would survive right. and thrive you know when they ended, when they did that uh, that so-called said they ended slavery and just left the Africans with nothing. Never yeah. got the forty acres of yeah. no no land. We no still money. here, but ain't we? We still here. All kind of great institutions. That's right. We still here, my sister. I appreciate you. That's dear. right. All right. We and okay. right. Okay. Peace. And I, I'm, I'll, I'll let you go, but I do believe in reparations. Reparations now. Yes. Elliot, brother Elliot had a show about reparations. Yeah. Did you? I, I just I would like to see it as a unity thing for us getting together, and you know those those uh, you know it's ways that it could be done, and monies could be directed to building institutions the way we want it. Okay. And you know, but it's, it's a whole story about that. But I don't want to tell people what they could do with their money. But the Pan Africanists of us, we could take the money, take take build what we want to do, maybe go get over there. It's a lot of positive um, avenues for us. All right. All right, my sister. But I love Appreciate our you. people, and thank I you say. for your program. <laughs> love, you too. love you, dear. I say. I say. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. <laughs> the most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people, lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they showing the hell, damn it, don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shemhotep means go in peace. Asante sana means thank you. BB48, BB48 means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Have a great day. I hope to see you on Friday. Peace, family.